Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Where Your Dreams, Season 2, Episode 4. If you're confident, I think what they need, what they love to see here is ambition and confidence. It's not so much that you know how to do it. It's more about that you think you're confident enough to do it. Yeah. And if people see that, they believe in you and they trust you and you can get anywhere. Hey, dreamers, you are listening to Wear Your Dreams, an amazingly inspiring podcast where we speak to the coolest girl millionaires, girl bosses and fashion entrepreneurs. If you have ever dreamed of creating your own business, then this podcast will give you all the tips, advice, and inspiration to make it happen. Lego. Are you ready to make 2016 your best year yet? Well, visit bemugirl.com forward slash dream and sign up to receive the official WYD Dream Kit. We've created the coolest tools to help you make those 2016 goals happen. Lego. Hey guys, welcome to Wear Your Dreams. I'm just so, so excited about this episode. I'm speaking to Natalie Jews today and this episode was just awesome. I mean, Natalie just dropped so many, you know, nuggets of just like gold. You know, we speak about confidence and ambition and and being creative and being persistent and you know Natalie Jesus she's very much on top of her game she's been in the industry for more than 17 years uh, she's recently uh, been called one of the most influential women within America by Marie Claire and it was really an honor to have her on the show and I mean, she's so funny. She's so open about her story. And I'm, I just know you guys are going to really, really love it. So have a listen. Let us know what you think and enjoy the show. Let's get right into it. Hey everyone, welcome to Wear Your Dreams. I'm Alice Alouiton, founder of BEMI, and today I have a very special guest. I'm talking to Natalie Jews. Now, Natalie Jews is a Belgian-born writer, photographer, and stylist living in New York City. She has worked in the fashion industry for more than 17 years, and in 2003, she established a successful casting company where she has cast models for brands like Hugo Boss, Jeremy Scott, and Philip Lim. In 2010, Natalie launched her own blog called Tales of Endearment, where she shares her passion for vintage and fashion as showcased by her chosen muses and look of the week shoots. Natalie, welcome to the show. 
Hi, how are you? I'm so good. Now, I am really, really excited that you're joining us today. And I've said a very short intro about you. So could you tell us a bit more about yourself and explain a bit more about your, what you do? Sure. Um, you, you, your intro was great. <laughs> um, um, I was, so yes, I was born in Belgium. I studied political and social sciences with a major in journalism. So I always call myself a writer first. Mm. Um, that's how I actually ended up in London, um, in, yeah, in London, because I, I studied an extra year, um, abroad in London at the London College of Fashion. And that's sort of like where the interest in fashion started. I thought I should do like fashion PR. And then I, someone offered me a job in New York and that's how I ended up in New York doing fashion PR for a young designer. That job didn't last very long, but um, I did end up working for a writer, and he's sort of very pivotal for the rest of my career. His name was Glenn O'Brien, and his agent was Anne Kennedy at Art and Commerce, and she represents the biggest photographers from Stephen Maisel to Craig McDean, um, all these people, Inez and Vinut were still with them as well at the time. Um, so I started working for Craig McDean. They introduced me. So Craig is a very big photographer and I worked for him for six years. And that's sort of where I got all my contacts, got my foot, you know, on the ground, understood what fashion was but also learned a lot about New York and, you know, the, all the exciting stuff, but also the hard stuff, you know. Mm. Um, and when I quit Craig's studio after six years, I had enough contact to, you know, establish my own. Mm -hmm. studio like and he, it's actually Craig who told me I should do casting because I was good at it so I got my a really easy start like that because I did have all those contacts and then um yeah just you know worked my way up there and got more clients and then the economy hit my business the bad economy like 2000 beginning of 2010 mm -hmm. <clears throat> it already been going on for two years but it finally caught up with the fashion industry I think at that time and as casting is sort of like a luxury um service mm. you can you know companies can easily do it in-house or you know hire someone you know much cheaper um they sort of like started to drop all those services. So I thought I was in trouble and I was bored and, you know, didn't get any calls from any clients for like four months and I was freaking out. Yeah. But at the same time, I, um, I sort of like had more time to think about creative things and all these ideas started coming up and I was like, why don't I just do a blog? Everybody's doing a blog. So I could do that. And then, you know, you start thinking, like, what are you going to write about? Mm -hmm. And then vintage. I was always on Etsy and on eBay. And I was seeing all these amazing vintage clothes. And I wanted to share that with, mostly with designers. I wanted to inspire designers. I thought it was important for them to see, like, what amazing stuff was out there that could inspire entire collections. And 
I wanted to share that. And then I was also going inside my, my, my girlfriend's uh, houses and closets and photographing them in their pieces. And it's, I, it got really good response from the beginning and it got so good that I eventually had to stop casting because I couldn't do both. People wow. were sending me all over the world to, you know, as like a blogger, you know, I was like, I was like, I guess I was one of the good ones in the beginning. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then, you know, things just develop and take, make change, you know, you make changes and you adapt, you, you know, you see what works well. And then eventually now we started to do, um, e-com as well. We're starting to, uh, sell vintage on the site. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep, I just launched a store for September 1st and uh, partnered with a girl in Sweden who inherited her grandparents' store. Ah, very Yeah, so nice. we're sell- we have, like, pieces from the 40s through the 70s. Nice. And okay. so um, yeah. just kind of backtracking a bit, Natalie, yeah. what was it initially that kind of attracted you to – to fashion because I know you said you grew up in in Belgium is that right yes in Belgium so what was like life like prior to fashion what were because I I know you said that you studied politics so kind of how did that how did you kind of get that interest in fashion what was it about it that attracted you I think that I think that when you're interested in fashion you're born with it Mm -hmm. I really I really didn't go looking for it. I was just always interested in the clothes I was wearing from a, from a, from being like from a young age. Yeah. I was always interested in shopping and the clothes I was wearing and um what my mom was putting me on and I was always wanted to be different. I was always sort of dressed differently than the other kids. Um it was partly probably because I had pretty young parents, like my parents were really young when they had me. Mm. And um they would bring me back clothes from Paris when they went shopping and stuff like that. Um, I was born with it. I can't yeah. really tell you that I was that there was a defining moment where I was like, "Oh my god, I need to do something in fashion." It just sort of it developed like that. It grew like that, and it was always the interest was always there. Yeah. And what was your career like in the early days? I kind of, in terms of, I guess, a typical day or when you kind of first started out. I started working for a writer, not Glenn yet. I was uh, not a writer. I was working for a publisher. That's how I met Glenn. Mm -hmm. And in those days, I also worked part-time in shoe stores just to make some money. Yeah, yeah. The early days I was working in shoe stores and then first for the publisher and then for the writer and then part-time for Craig and then was full-time for Craig and then I didn't have to do the shoe stuff anymore. It was just, I mean, I, I have to honestly say like the first few years that I lived here, maybe the first five years were one big party (laughs) 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 honestly that's what it was I mean New York was the was was amazing back then like in the nine like late 90s I was going to tunnel and twilo and I was young I was 23 and then I was like sitting in Craig McDean's studio and I was meeting all the models I was hanging out backstage yeah I was going to all the parties that you know all the fashion parties as well and 
shows and I was on on sets and to me it was like yeah it was one big amazing time to be honest like I had a really great time yeah and what was you know once you realized that you were going to go and and be working in New York because I know a lot of girls they're kind of a bit kind of scared to take that step and move to another city so I'm quite interested to find out what advice you would give to someone that was thinking about relocating because you know obviously you you did this and um, and you were successful you had a great time so could you speak a bit about that Natalie sure um I always recommend girl I mean get kids going abroad um to gain you're not only learning a new language I mean I don't know where you're coming from but you're learning a new language you're learning a new culture mm. different values city and you're learning to be independent as well you're going to be different away from your parents maybe you have to make your own money mm. I don't know and like live by yourself so that's a big experience so you have to take all those things into account. And then I always recommend to get an internship. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that. I just went straight into working. And I'd never been to New York before in my life. I actually never really thought about going. It just sort of like happened that someone offered me a job. And first I didn't even take it. Like I wasn't oh, finished really? I wasn't even finished with school and this girl wanted me to leave like right away. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't. I want to finish my school. And my parents were like, you're crazy. You should have gone. That's such a great opportunity. And then she actually came back months later when I was ready. And and then, you know, that that was a coincidence. Yeah. A lucky coincidence that she came back to ask me again. And then I was totally ready. And I just packed two suitcases, left and did my thing. And the biggest advice I give to anyone coming to New York is that New Yorker, New York is very open to people who are ambitious. Wow. If you show energy, positive energy, you say yes to everything. You're, you know, you can always learn on, on the way there. Like, you know, have you ever done production? Sure. <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't know what they meant, but yeah. I said, yes, of course. And can you, you know, can you, you know, can you fix my, my stereo? Sure. You, know, <laughs> you just learn how, you know, you yeah. just sort of, if you're confident, I think what they need, what they love to see here is ambition and confidence. Yeah. It's not so much that you know how to do it. It's more about that you think you're confident enough to do it. Yeah. And if people see that, they believe in you and they trust you and you can go, you can get anywhere. You don't really need a degree even like that confidence will get you anywhere. Like if you're confident enough to take on any task and you're not like a big prissy diva about it, Mm -hmm. then people will give you chances here. Wow, and that's—I mean, I don't know where how it's what it's like in 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 other countries, but in New York, especially in this in this city, they're just really—and I see it with all the interns I get myself. The ones who are the most confident are the ones that I want to work with, and and they could be high school girls or they could be girls, you know, like I had recently. I had a high school girl, and she was very confident. And she was smarter than the girl that was coming, like, that was joining her, like, a few weeks later, who was already at Parsons or at FIT, I can't remember. Yeah. Pretty much useless. Like, I couldn't tell her to do anything. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's just like, it, that's the difference. Some people have it, other people don't. Mm. But it's, it's, if you have positive energy and you take, and, you, and you're not a big diva and you take on all the things that people ask you to do, I, I say you've already got one foot in the door. Wow. I love that. And what's a typical day f- like for you now? If there is a typical day. <laughs> well, since we started the e-com, a lot of it, I spend a lot of time in the office with clothes. Um, we try to refresh the store a lot. So I spend my time, you know, on Shopify, which is a platform you use for the clothes. I do a lot of emailing. I'm also always working with brands mm-hmm. on projects. So there's always something that I'm following up on. Um, I spend a lot of time on my bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I ride my bike. Um, I do Pilates and I go running. I made soup this morning. Oh, really? <laughs> what yep. soup did you make? I have a really good recipe for a pumpkin and or it's squash. It's actually squash and peppers. Mm-hmm soup yeah squash and pepper so it's like soft but it's got a kick because of the peppers and then I just put like a little vegetable stock in it salt and pepper and that's it and it's delicious oh wow do you cook quite often then no never that's my only thing oh. <laughs> that's the only thing I make <laughs> and um and do you so you know you said that you work with brands still is that on the casting and styling side of things then no, that's more on the blog side. Oh. I get a lot of requests from brands asking me to do a collaboration to place their brand on my website yeah. and on my social media. So we'll usually come up with a concept for a blog post or for an Instagram, and then we'll exec- I'll have to execute that at some point. So, mm. yeah. And how long, you know, I know you said that you launched in 2010. How yeah. long kind of did it take for it to, to pick up? Was it quite instant or was there a bit of kind of hustle before it, it started to like pick up? Well, the thing is that, again, like when I started my business in 2003, my casting business, I had all the contacts. Mm. All I had to do was like call people at ID Magazine and Japanese Vogue and be like, hey, do you want some cat? Do you need any casting? And this is the same thing with my blog. I already had a good base of, of people who knew me. Yeah. So, and I was already like on all those street style blogs at the time. Like Tommy Tan had just announced me top five best dressed girl in in the fashion industry. So it it was I can't you can't really mm. compare my trajectory with some one a girl who's just coming out of college who Mm. wants to start a blog I was already established Mm. and people knew me and I had a good reputation I suppose so I would say it took off quite quite fast yeah and so I know sort of prior to prior to the blog and everything you know you've established a really kind of successful career with your casting agent and with all the kind of experiences you had before what Mm. kind of characteristics do you think has enabled you to build such a successful career I'm creative I don't know if that's a a character description per se you know creativity imagination Mm. 
persistence. Persistence, yeah. Yeah, I don't give up. Could um, you tell us a story of a time you've been persistent? Um, within within your your career. Yeah, it's more like you know you. I never give, really give up on um, like for example, I'm working on my book now. Oh wow! Really? Doing the Tales of Endearment book, and wow. I'm shooting thirty to 40 new people that are going to be exclusive in the book. They're not going to be on my site. They, they have not been on my site. So I'm shooting yeah. new people. Okay. And some of them are, you know, more famous. I'm trying to, you know, get more famous people. And I have a producer, but I'm constantly, you know, some people are like, oh, she doesn't have time or he doesn't have time, you know, and when can we do this? And like, where can we do it? And then they, they, they drop out, but you have to just be really persistent and stay on them and find different ways of approaching them and trying to convince them and, you know, never give up until you have that absolute no. Mm. And even then it's like, you come back maybe a month later, like, are you sure? <laughs> you yeah. It's the same with casting. Like you, if you really want a girl for this one shoot, Maybe there's a different way of approaching it. Maybe you have to change your date or maybe you have to offer more money or you just, if, you know, you just got to be persistent. And if you believe in something, you got to go after it. Mm, love that. Um, and now we're going to go into talking a bit about style and color. So yeah. the first question is, what has influenced your style? I am influenced by, well... It's funny, but my hair, for example, will do a lot. Mm. I have I just got a new haircut, and it seems that now I'm supposed to be wearing black. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it actually works really well with my with my new haircut, and I've never I've had to like pull out all the black from my closet, which is very very limited because I never wore black. Yeah, you you've got a very colorful style. Yeah. Yes, um, and it's usually very retro, but now with this new hair, I feel like it needs to be minimal and very modern, and like the sort of a Calvin Klein Proenza route, mm. um, which is okay. And it's winter, so in the winter, I, I'm I'm usually a little bit more layered and easy, like boyish. Yeah. So it works. Um, but I'm usually, what, what influences me? My friends, like I, 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 I'm very influenced by my friends. Not influenced, but I take ideas from them because I respect them and I, I, I love their style. They'll give me ideas like, oh, wow, you're wearing it like that. Hmm. I, I go through phases. It's really like what rocks my boat. I don't know. I yeah. Maybe maybe I've put on some weight and that influences what I'm going to be wearing or out the other way around, I'm skinnier. And then it'll be like, wow, I just want to wear skin tight, sexy <laughs> dresses. Yeah. It's really, it's, I'm really not, um, I'm really not like a one, a one theme bird, mm, one I song. Like bird. <laughs> one theme bird. I'm not a one theme song. I have many birds. I have many songs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And who would you say your fashion muse is? I really love Grace Kelly. Not Maybe not be, because of what she was wearing, but more because of how she carried herself. She was very elegant and poised. 
But I think she was a little bit of a bad girl at the same time. She yeah. had hairs. And what is your favorite color and why? I think red. Red works really well with my with my blonde hair and I love red lipstick. It just gives I don't know, it's an attractive color, isn't it? It's what everybody's attracted to and it's it's bright, it's positive. Maybe it's also alarming, but <laughs> but we're not looking at that. Yeah, it's just like brightens up everything. It's it's good for me. It's good color for me, for my skin tone, for my hair. Um, and now we're going to go into the dream talk round. So the first question that I'd absolutely love to know from you, Natalie, is could you tell us a story of a time within your fashion journey when you literally felt like, wow, this is a dream come true. I'm literally living my dream. You know, your dreams always change. I think your dreams are always changing. I think when I was young, when I was younger and I was doing all these amazing things like backstage at the Marc Jacobs shows and I think those were my dreams at the time and I was living them. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was hanging out with famous people and I, you know, I'm coming from Belgium and a small country where nobody's famous. I, I thought that was amazing, but you know, and then you get, then you get used to it and it doesn't really matter that much anymore. And you're sort of like your, 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 interests change I think your my dreams just your dreams just keep evolving I think mm. like now maybe my dream is not it has nothing to do with fashion and in, and in a way don't really have any dreams I more have goals which yeah. are actually attainable mm. it's nice to dream but it's nicer it's, it's more practical to have an actual goal because you can work towards it mm. so I don't know I want to have a baby that was going to, my next question was going to be, what is your ultimate dream? So you kind of answered the question already. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the, you know, when I first moved to New York, it was my goal was to have a, a, a visa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it, yeah. you just gotta take, take small steps, you know, take small steps, whatever's needed at the time. You just focus on and you work on it. So, you know, I got my visa and then, you know, things change mm. so now it's the baby <laughs> and, <laughs> and so tell us some exciting things that you're doing today I know you kind of said that you um, have just launched recently your e-commerce store and I saw that you were recently um, on Marie Claire for 50 most influential women in America which is amazing so have you got any other kind of things going on at the moment that just has you feeling really energized today in relation to your career or you as an individual? Well, I'm moving to California. <gasps> oh, my goodness. That's a big change. Yeah. yeah oh, wow. There's a, stuff, there's a lot of new stuff going on. So I'm moving to California. Actually, in two weeks, I'm going to L.A. to go and look at places for me to live. I want to live on the west side on the beach. <gasps> So I'm starting to make appointments and like looking at places online and and contacting people. So then I'll have a list of people to call and go around. I'm also hosting the current affair vintage show out there on the 12th and 13th of December. Nice. And I'm also shooting something in Mammoth. That's it. I'm, I'm doing a little like video of me learning how to ski again. 
Ah, <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm doing that in collaboration with Adidas, Stella, yeah. McCartney, Stella McCartney and Adidas. Yeah, cool. So that's fun. So those are kind of like the things that I'm working on right now. And the store and the book. I'm shooting out in L.A. as well again. Shooting a bunch of people here. Yeah, but the move is what's really scary and exciting at the same time. I've lived in New York for 17 years. Wow. So it's like <laughs> completely different lifestyle, I guess, out there. Very different. Very di- More relaxed, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, in a way, it's way more close to what I'm used to. Like growing up in Belgium, I was yeah. you know, in the suburbs. I was playing outside and I, you know, driving driving I me mean, driving a car even that mm-hmm. we don't do that here in New York so was it quite an easy decision that moving yeah. over there was it a, quite a lot of thinking no it was hard I mean yeah. I, always, I never thought that I could live in LA I always wanted to because it's it's a great city it's beautiful it's inspiring it's warm it's sunny everything you know mm-hmm. healthy very healthy more quiet it's not as loud but I always thought for the for my for my career I had to be here, and also I didn't think that it was the kind of city you could live as a single woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I figured I found out that it's actually the opposite; that there's way more men there than women. Maybe. All right, really? Okay. <laughs> the ratio, I had no idea. The ratio is actually reversed. It's ah yeah. So where you have like. I think here it's like one woman to two men or something. In California, it's the other way around. So, hey, I'm going. <laughs> so, um, and now we're just going to go into the triple love round. Where I'm just going to ask you three questions about things you love and why. So the first one is a place that you love. I love my New York apartment, believe it or not. I'm going to miss it a lot. I love spending time in my apartment. It's great. And I'm going to miss it. Um, if I, if it's a country we're talking about or anywhere mm-hmm. where I can have my toes in the sand mm-hmm. and my skin in the sun. Agreed. Agreed. I love, I love that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now a book or a magazine or a blog that you love. I love reading Rolling Stone magazine. It has nothing to do with fashion, but I get a lot of information from there. I'm, I'm very interested in politics. I'm very interested in music. There's a little bit of fashion now and again, but I get a lot of ideas on like up and coming people. Um, when I used to be, when I used to do more casting, this was a great source for me to find like the up and coming cute girls and boys to shoot actually for like the, the real cat, the real people shoots and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rolling Stone. I just read it front to back. It's great for they have amazing writers. Their articles are super intimate and informative. And yeah, I love their. I love. I love reading it. Mm. And the third question: a app that you love. I love ViscoCam because it's the the VSCO the, the photography tweaking thing i'm also a member of uh, on the of this net set which is the style i'm, I'm style i'm on the style council of the net set which is the net porte app yes so i have my profile on there and um i've got a lot of 
people following me. It's really fun. That's a good one. There's also a dating app I like. It's called Raya. Mm, Raya. R-A-Y-A. It's only for creative people. Oh, that's quite fun. That's interesting. Yeah, you get vetted. You have to sign up and people like look at, scrutinize like the people there. Like you have to get accepted. It's a little discriminative. Like, you know, it's just for like pretty people. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody on there is pretty much attractive. Yeah. Really, really annoying. But (laughs) at the same time. Oh, I'm going to check that out. (laughs) You have to. (laughs) Then, I don't know, like my writing app, I I use the the, the, the Saurus a lot. And reward style, I use to like place little links inside my Instagram so people can shop what I'm wearing. It's always interesting. I also like the Vogue Runway app. It's really cool when new shows come up instead of going to Vogue.com online. You can just, it's so easy to scroll and you can yeah. just, I don't know, travel, any travel things I like. Uber. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's love kind of Uber. <laughs> yeah, everyone loves Uber. Awesome. I love, and I, I, I use, um, I use Open Table and Seamless for food. Oh, Seamless. Okay, I've never heard of that one. Maybe that's just here in America. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Amazing. Well, guys, you will be able to find all the show notes and info about Natalie on our website at bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I-girl.com. And last but not least, Natalie, um, what advice would you give to girls out there that are really interested in getting into the fashion industry? My advice is it depends what kind of fashion route you're taking. But uh, my advice is to do an internship. Find, make a list of the people who you really, really admire that you would love to work for. And then just start writing. And, I mean, like letters for, institute, for internships. Mm-hmm. And then, so this way you will sort of know what goes on inside these offices. I also recommend going abroad. And that's not just for your fashion knowledge but also for your growth and maturity thank you that's very very um important and i always say like i always there's a lot of people that ask me like oh i want to do fashion marketing i want to get into fashion pr and then i always recommend to study the general the general subject rather than focus so much on the fashion if you want to do fashion pr Study PR, but yeah, not yeah. fashion and PR. If you want to get into marketing, fashion marketing, study marketing, but not don't be so specific to the fashion. I think it's better to have a broader understanding and knowledge of all these all these subjects rather than to focus so much on the fashion because the world is a bigger place than that. And then if it doesn't work out in fashion, you can always go somewhere else. At least you got like a bigger degree. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think degrees are necessary per se, but if you're going to study something, don't stick so much. So, so rigidly to that fashion course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is kind of off script, but what would you say has been the biggest kind of challenges within your career 
would you say? And how did you overcome them? Well, it's a hustle. Mm. I think it's always a hustle. When you're working freelance, sometimes this, the jobs don't come to you. Like you have to think of th- ways to make money and and go and go out there, get out there and make make known the things that you want and that you want to do and the people you want to work with. Like, you know, if your dream is to work with Oscar de la Renta or something like that, but you're not making it known that you do want to do that, then how are you going to get there? You need to, like, it's, sometimes you just need to be proactive. And, yeah, it's a hustle. It's, it's a constant hustle for me. I mean, I don't know what it's like for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in, 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 it's energizing, but also you're tiring at the same time. Yeah. You yeah. know, and sometimes when you do get a great idea and you go approach the one brand or the one person you want to work with and they're like down to do it with you, then you're like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. other times you're just knocking on so many doors and it's like not happening. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, things just keep coming and developing and processing like, you know, the book, it's, all, it's hard work. The, yeah. book, the book, the store, the move, the kids, you know, the, I mean, I don't even know how. I, I need like four Natalie's. Really. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of our conversation, Natalie. But I'm honestly so excited that I got to speak to you. And thank you so much for taking the call. And do let us know, how can we find out more about you and all the projects that you've got going on? I think just keep reading talesofendearment.com. Everything's on there. The store is there. Updates on where I'm traveling, where I've traveled to. Um, Yeah, just keep reading that. And maybe Instagram. My Instagram is at JXXSY. That's a good one. So perfect. perfect. And guys, you will find all the show notes again, as I said, on bemigirl.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Natalie. I've certainly been inspired and I hope you've enjoyed your time too. Yes, I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for talking with me. Are you ready to make 2016 your best year yet? Well, visit bemigirl.com forward slash dream and sign up to receive the official WYD Dream Kit. We've created the coolest tools to help you make those 2016 goals happen. Lego. Dreamers, thank you for being with us today on Where Your Dreams. You can find all the show notes as well as cool girl content on bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I girl.com. We would love you to subscribe to the show. So please click subscribe now and give us a rating and review so that we can continue to inspire and push you girlies to fulfill your dream. Don't forget to follow our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages all at Bemi Girls. But for now, girlies, remember, anything is possible. So wear your dreams. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. 
Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 